two artists walk into a bar. Now stop me if you've heard this one. Listen in as artists and creators talk over drinks about their work, life, and the creative journey. Welcome to episode number 16 of Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. Our guest this time is Trisha Oldfield. I spotted her work at the Ida Victoria Gallery in San Jose del Cabo, Mexico, and met up with her at this week's bar, The Distillery, in Vancouver's Town. Listen in as we swap notes about living between BC and Mexico, doing commissions, and how she manages what she calls her three-headed art dragon. You'll find links to these things along with full show notes on our website, twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you like it and want to hear more episodes, subscribe, sign up for updates, and share it with your arty friends. And if you love the show, head to the website where you can buy us our next round. Now let's go to the distillery, where I may or may not ask her to swap shirts with me at one point. When you see these shirts, you will totally understand. Cheers. So here I am at the distillery in Yale Town with a brand new friend who I am so excited to meet because about maybe a month ago, I walked into one of my favorite galleries in San Jose del Cabo, the Ida Victoria Gallery, and saw a piece of art that I and my friend who was with totally fell in love with, and Trisha Oldfield. Thank you for, now that we're both back here in rainy Vancouver, <laughs> coming out to hide out in a bar with me. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so tell me, how did you end up in that gallery in San Jose? Well, first of all, I, uh, I wish that we were still there and that we were drinking these under the sunshine. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have our next episode down there. How okay, about that? That sounds okay. good. I love that. How did you end up down there in that gallery? You're a Vancouver-based artist, generally? Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island. Yeah, okay. I live in uh, the Couchin Valley. Mm-hmm. How did I get down to Mexico? Uh, well, it started about 15, 16 years ago. My husband and I were invited uh, by friends that live in La Ventana. Mm-hmm. And we went down there for just a week escape from the rain. And uh, the last two days of our trip, they showed us Toda Santos. Oh, and yay. I never looked back. I totally fell in love with it. And so, in fact, <clears throat> the next year, we were still dressed up. My husband was in his whites. He had just graduated from culinary school. Mm-hmm. And we jumped in our Volkswagen van with our two dogs and traveled down to Mexico. Oh, and nice. we've been going down every year yeah. since, uh, with the exception of the year that our, our daughter was born. But every single year, yeah. Wow, so. and always to Todos Santos? Um, all the first few years, it was just enjoying the trip, traveling through the Baja, which is gorgeous. They're actually driving back through there right now. And then a little bit more time and a little bit more time in Todos Santos. And then the year we came back with our daughter for her to come back from Mexico, to, to go to Mexico for the first time. She was around two. Uh, we bought our property. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was then, uh, that was eight years ago, that um, I started, I found out about the art district, which was amazing. And so every time we went down, I was adamant that we'd have to go Thursday nights, at least one or two times every trip. And um, of course, Ida Victoria was always on my list. It was my favorite gallery. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And the artists there, like, I'm so blessed to be part of that group of artists. She she runs an amazing gallery. She does. She's got a great stable of artists, the environment in it. The first podcast of this show was taped in that gallery. 
It was uh, Melanie? Mel- Melanie Decker, yeah. 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 Just after her concert? Yeah. 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 I haven't got, oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. And just the vibe of the art, the art night, like with the twinkly lights and the musicians and, you know, just, and it's just getting better and better. I was just there last month and just, it was really cool to be back there, but see it in a different perspective. So you have, uh, you've been showing there for about eight years. No, I've been showing with Ida for about four years. So what happened? I kept on going, loved it. Then I'd sort of one year started playing with, I had been doing collage in Canada, uh, more on a therapeutic level. I did this series called In Her Head, and it was uh, vintage women, and it was just all the stuff that we think about and deal with, like taking a shotgun to a vacuum cleaner and you know <laughs> yes please babies and <laughs> and um just responsibilities and like I've volcanoes erupting and I mean it was it was something that I would do in my spare time purely on a on a therapeutic level I was dealing with depression at the time and it was like it was the best outlet for me I I kind of sort of kept those close to me and then I end up having a show in the Cowichan Valley and uh, debuted all of the sort of hidden away mixed media that I had done, plus a whole bunch of, it was called uh, My Body of Work was the show. And uh, it was in the Cowichan Theater and there was probably about 30 pieces. Like it was a big show, it was a big undertaking. And I would say a third of them were these new mixed media pieces that I had done purely for myself. It wasn't an idea of what would sell, like a commercial art side it's like that was always in my brain they were received so well they all sold people were like whoa I love this and so it sort of validated or just kind of put the wind beneath my sails to go okay this is what I need to follow because I genuinely enjoy it like I'm there like coated in medium and cutting and I have stacks of papers around me and I'm just super happy So then we went to Mexico that year, and I continued with that series, but then I started to uh, immerse my love of Mexico, my happy place, uh, into that collage, and um, the colorful life that I see there, and just how happy it makes me. So started mixing the two together, and came up with this colorful life series. And I had a little bit of a showing to friends uh, down there and continued to work on it throughout the year in Canada and um, selling it. Every time I would make something, friends and family just, you know, would take it and this was wonderful. So the next year we went back to Mexico again and um, it was actually, at the time, my dad was fighting cancer. He, He... he fought it but he was going through cancer so you kind of have a different mindset at the time you're kind of like what what am I doing like I need to move on and follow my dreams great thing again I one of your guests the other day I was listening it's like her daughter I totally that resonated with me big time is to kind of show her like you take this and you follow your dreams and you take the steps the path is there the doors will open I just all of that just really resonated with me so um I thought, I'm just going to go for it. And so I went to Ida's gallery at her website and submitted my artwork. And I remember sitting there, and then we went to go watch the sunset and have our happy hour. And then all of a sudden I hear this ding, and, <laughs> and it was her right away. It's yeah. like, when can we meet? I want to represent you. <laughs> yeah. Your work in that gallery is such a perfect fit. And, and I don't know if this is intentional, but it has a real 
Nina Blanca kind of feel to it too. You know, it's got that sort of Mexican decoration element to it, partnered with the vintage and the very feminine and the expressive. It's a perfect fit in that gallery, perfect fit with Ida, and it just plays really well with the other things in there. And I can see why it does so well there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's been lots of fun. Yeah. So you have a commercial art background as well. I do, yeah. I had a have a company called Little Fish Design. Do a lot of commercial illustration, computer generated imagery, which really helps with my mixed media. It helps with promoting myself. As much as that sort of side of my brain, I call it the three-headed dragon because it's one of the heads. It's a it's a great set of skills to have. I have my degree in marketing management as well as went to school for graphic design and illustration. So I really, for my schooling, I went after sort of the business side of art. And now I think in my life, I'm looking at the real, just pure art, like what I, like in my soul, I want to do. But now I have this commercial side to help, help that head along. Right, right? like you're your own commercial yeah. art director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you said three-headed dragon, commercial art, and this fine art that you are the, so the, the mixed, mixed media. media. Mixed yeah. media and the collage. And then the second, the, the third one, um, in Canada I do really large acrylics and um, sort of just pure acrylic painting. Whimsical still, sort of magical realism, but I'm getting into more uh, landscape, but still kind of magical landscapes, if yeah. you want to say that. Um, so, it, and it's not mixed media. So I, I love the diversity, I love the variety. I love that depending on where I am, uh, one of the main reasons why I started mixed media with doing collage is my limited space, to be perfectly honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my studio at the time in my house, I mean, it's gotten a lot bigger now, but um, it was so small. It's like sometimes I'd have to like crawl up on the counter to like look back and, and yeah. look at something, like something on the easel. So it, it's just, it's more of the space that sort of dictated what I could do. I did have a, a gallery, uh, a studio space in Ladysmith at the Waterfront Gallery. They have a great co-op there and was part of that scene for a while and that was wonderful, but my husband goes to sea every second month and so I'm kind of a single parent and I needed to be home, so I needed to be able to work at home. And so it was a really good medium to go into, form of art to go into. And how long are you on your own for and how long How long does he go for? What's He's at sea for 28 days, oh, and then okay. he's home for 28 days. Yeah. And then he gets one of those 28 days off, so that's why we're able to go to Mexico in the winter. Ah, yeah. okay. So when you are in studio mode, how old is your daughter now? She's 10. 10. Yeah. So when you, how, what's your actual working life like? like how often are you in your studio? What's your, what's your pattern? Um, it depends with my graphic design and commercial illustration. If I'm really busy, I'm just in my studio uh, nights after she goes to bed and weekends. And then when my husband's home, I get at least two or three of those weekends to just go hard and have fun. When I'm not that busy with my graphic design and illustration, then I can do it during the day. So it's sort of just ebbs and flows depending on the season. Like, you know, I do a calendar once a year, so that's a busy time or you know, just before Christmas and things like that. So it all depends on on what's going on, on what's paying the mortgage. And then, so it's, it's nice though, because I'm saying year after year, it's starting to switch. It's starting to 
like balance kind of half and half where before it was such a small percentage of my time right. to be in the studio yeah and and I don't know if it's well it is it's because I'm demanding it I'm I'm seeing what it's doing for me emotionally it's helping me and then just how I'm growing professionally the commissions that I'm receiving and the acceptance that I'm getting in in Mexico and the commissions I'm getting in Canada, so it's now taking over, which yeah, soon nice. it'll be the main thing, which will yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. So when your work is divided between these three different things, and you're doing big landscapes here, and you're doing the, the series the, of collage in Mexico, is it a very different market? Like, where do you sell your big landscapes? It's just purely commission-based. People who have seen my work. I think another reason why the sort of commercial illustration side is good is I can talk to someone. For example, last fall, someone came to me. She has this beautiful house on the water and had this terrible problem, the fact that she didn't have any greenery. All she saw was ocean. Oh, <laughs> my heart is aching for this woman. <laughs> She's lovely. She's amazing. And, and I was like, well, that is quite the problem. Let me help you out with that. Here's a fern. Yeah. So she had an idea. And, but she's like, I just don't know if it's what's doable. And she had this big, beautiful metal fireplace, mm-hmm. two stories high. Oh she had my gosh. two walls on, the walls on either side. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'd like it from, like, from top to bottom, just trees, but not photorealism. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. And I love your sort of style. And is it something, I don't know if it's in your wheelhouse, because I hadn't, I had done a one for my folks, um, some trees. But um, I was doing more animals and koi and um, sort of kimono dragons wearing kimonos and things like that. I said, no, I can do it. So again, that's the third head of the dragon going in there going, yeah, you can do this. It's kind of a combo between my fine art and my commercial art. Uh, Commercial art where whatever I create had to appeal relatively to the large masses or it had to appeal to the client of what they wanted. I need to create something that would make the client happy. Right. So I had to make sure that I wasn't doing it just for the money, that I was genuinely excited and it was mine. It was, and she was an amazing, amazing client to have because she didn't get in my head. She gave me some sort of uh, like size and what she was looking for. And then after that, she actually said, now I don't want to be in your head. Like that was a dream. Wow, yeah. And, like, go ahead. So they were um, three feet by seven feet, two panels. So Now, is this something you can put, give us a picture of that we can post in the show Absolutely. links? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see this. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'd love to do more of those. Um, I'm doing one similar uh, a commission that I got in Mexico um, for someone in New York. So it's just... And it's nice, it's coming in at the right time so that I could just focus on it and not overwhelmed, which is good. Yeah. yeah. So when you're doing your collage work, are you generally working now? I know the first ones you did for yourself, you put them out there, the response was great. When you do them now, are you working in a series? Are you, how, how do you approach a body of work? What I'm working on now, I find, uh, just recently for, for Ida Victoria, I did a series of really large pieces. Like before it was small, enough to fit in the suitcase to bring down sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I got a commission through Ida for a large piece. Like and that how was large? Fun. It was uh, 
three foot by six foot, I believe. And so it was for a specific space in their house. I think it was to cover their electronic box or something. Yeah, <laughs> happy to oblige. <laughs> so then I thought, wow, I thoroughly enjoy doing a large piece. So then a friend of mine who lives in La Montana, she commissioned me to do a large piece as well. And I thought, okay, yeah, I can do this. Now I can figure it out, like how to do it. So And collaging these large ones? Collaging so these large you, ones. Are the collage pieces large as well? How? They are. So a lot of it's hand done, like large botanicals on watercolor, um, some vintage prints that I would find and then enlarge, um, just painting right directly on. Uh, woodcut prints that I got the big wood block, not woodcut, sorry, lino cut. So I got the big blocks to do birds, yeah. just things like that. Nice. Um, so I sort of had to wrap my brain around that. Physically, it was a lot different too, mm-hmm. rather than you know my little nine by twelves. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I think I mean that, and they're there, and and I love them. In fact, one of them she she blew up to like it's in like nine feet outside the gallery, which is really exciting. Oh, great! But what I'm doing now is I'm taking these pieces and uh, and actually creating new pieces to fit a particular form. I'm uh, starting a line of apparel with my work. Oh, is that you? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently sales are going to work out fine for you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I for just... for our listener, this is this amazing shirt with like a great Frida. yeah, it's Frida. It's and it's very Nina Blanca. It's full of cactus and life and flowers and you're just going to have to take it off right now. I know we're in a bar, but we're we're shirt swapping right now. <laughs> so these are great. They're I'm sourcing all of my stuff in Canada. These are made in Montreal. Yeah. And uh, they also are doing leggings, beautiful, uh, high compression, high waisted yoga leggings that are just with the, I don't know which one you loved in Ida's, but it's the one with the guns. I think uh, so. Senorita Blanca. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's on leggings and um, I'm doing full color sublimation socks for oh. men. And my whole oh. idea is I did a little series within the series for my show with Ida, and it was called Till Death Don't Us Part. Mm -hmm. And it's the vintage sort of uh, engagement ring ads that you see in the 1950s, but I've done them Day of the Dead. And um, so my whole idea is, especially we have have some weddings coming up, and um, it's like the grooms kind of get the butt end of the stick, right? They don't have anything exciting to wear, so I kind of thought, well, really fun socks at Till Death Don't Us Part. I'll have a groom and a groom, I'll have a bride and a bride, and a bride and a groom, like this really fun stuff like that. And um, pillows, uh, indoor-outdoor, which I brought my prototypes down this year, and they were received so well that uh, Ida wants to have a fashion show in the gallery next season, as well as I'm having one in Toto Santos. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to launch my store, online store, sometime in the summer summer fall summer yeah. fall of 18 of 18 yeah and it's it's primarily so it's a different something new for me to do and I'm creating my work with that in mind um, a lot of my main images now I've acquired the copyrights because they're a larger uh, piece of the composition so I can do that and um, it just makes it accessible to so many more people yeah because my large pieces um, the price point does exclude a lot of people plus Plus my work, I mean, I, I understand people love it, but they're like, I don't know if I would 
you know, have a space for it in my house. Right. But at least then now they can have a pillow or a series of pillows or, you know, just kind of something that would help. And again, I'm taking that third head of the dragon yep. and the commercial side of it. And I'm learning all about my Shopify website and everything mm-hmm. to now put for it pe- together. For people who are listening and are actually sitting in front of a screen and a keyboard and want to look at this as we're talking about it, where would they see you online? I have a website, uh, trishaoldfield.com and then Instagram, but I have not promoted any of my wear yet. I have a rollout plan um, so it's coming. This is very premature to talk about it, but I thought this is a perfect opportunity. Yeah, and podcasts live long beyond the moment. So, Absolutely. So check yeah. whenever you're listening. Check and see if it's up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, my website is www.trishaoldfield.com, and then uh, Instagram is Trisha Oldfield Artist. Facebook Trisha Oldfield Artist. So on there, although my company name is going to be called Titi Nueva. Mm-hmm. which Titi is a, a name that my niece started for me and now all the children in my life call me Titi oh. and Nueva meaning the new Titi yeah so uh, I and it's T-I-T-I just Titi just the yeah. two letters so I have Titi Nueva art plus design is is going to be the store but it'll be linked to my website so nice and we'll put links in the show notes Thank for you. all of these things Thank for you. sure yeah. yeah so that's exciting and then the other I'll have the whole colorful life series with that but the other part of it is um, a painting that I did a long time ago and it was called the kimono dragon mm-hmm. and she's I believe she was 8 11 by 16 not too huge and uh, it all stemmed from um, my daughter wanted to see a komodo dragon and my dad said a kimono dragon. I was like, <laughs> she's like, no, Grandpa. And then I go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So Dang that's how idea. that painting developed. Mm-hmm. But since then, I've made prints of her. And I've by far sold more prints than what I got for the original. Yeah. I sold just two to Google mm-hmm. the other day. And oh, so nice. it's it was received really well. So I thought, you know, there's something there. I want to start a whole series of her of uh, and, and start including my mixed media in there as well with the... Japanese papers and that sort of thing. So I'm working on that as well. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff. Oh, cool. (laughs) That is a whole bunch of stuff. And yet it's all interwoven and uh, and is kind of tells a whole story in a beautiful way. You've got all these different art interests and projects and things happening and it's all coming together. At what point in your life did you think, hey, I can have a career as an artist? Not too long ago. It, it wasn't too long. I mean, up until now, I mean, I've had my business, Little Fish Design, for uh, 18 years now. Uh, and so making a relatively good living as a graphic designer, as a commercial artist, but not with my fine art. And it wasn't until getting discovered in Mexico uh, with a series that meant so much to me on an emotional level and how the path has just like, it's so bright and clear and all these doors are open and it's just a matter of having the energy and enough hours in the day to follow and look and look in those doors. And uh, so I would say once, yeah, once I discovered, or once I was discovered in Mexico is when I felt like, yeah, I can do this. Which is funny because you grow up thinking and that's why I I did marketing management and the commercial side of things because you sort of have it in your head can't really make a living as an artist it's terrible and turns out to be very untrue as I go it's through doing these so podcasts untrue. it's like oh we're all making money how fun this day and age, right? yeah, yeah yeah time to tell everybody um and when you were 
a kid growing up, mm-hmm. were you the art like in the art room and and drawing all the time? Tell me about your tell me about your upbringing. Uh, well, it was interesting. We were uh, I wasn't born, but we moved very, when I was very very young up to the Arctic. So we lived in both uh, Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, and uh, Whitehorse, Yukon. These are a far cry from Todos Santos. Very far, yeah. <laughs> and it was a beautiful place to grow up in. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, and so extracurricular activities were limited. We sort of had our thing, right? My parents were so extremely supportive. And I think sort of it added to my love of mixed media, of the variety, because whatever was offered up there, they would get me in. Uh, whether it was calligraphy or oriental brushwork or um, cartooning, I was taking watercolors with at the time really old ladies that are like my age now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking tea and doing watercolors, right? Yeah. Um, but and then they started hiring private artists on Friday nights to work with me for three or four hours, um, and and taught acrylic painting, and that's how I started with acrylic painting. So. If it wasn't for them and sort of exposing me, because we weren't exposed to that in the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time I was 17, I had my first show. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was mostly acrylic paintings and, and line drawings. But yes. yeah, so... And tell me about it. Where was it? What was the experience like at that age? It was it was really cool. I mean, it was, uh, it was in St. Albert, the Arden Theatre. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I was 17. It was sort of part of a co-op. I also got to work in the gallery. They had a, it was called the Next Step Gallery. So it was uh, the gallery before the main one, which they had amazing work there. And um, it just helped set up shows and strike shows and things like that. And then they gave me my own show. And so that that was huge, especially when you're in, I think it was in grade 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And um, sort of at the time to really focus on my skills. So, yeah, it was, and I, I sold almost everything. So, I mean, when you're young, you're like, woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm famous. Yeah, I think everything was under $100 or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and what was your subject matter? Oh, uh, mostly nature, portraits, uh, all line drawing uh, portraits. I, I did this beautiful... Uh, drawing of, I say beautiful because the subject matter was beautiful, is uh, my great-grandmother and grandfather's cafe in Puscapé, and it was the vintage with the Coca-Cola sign and everything, and I did a line drawing of that. So really diverse stuff. I mean, it was, um, you know, a 17-year-old girl too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like even then you had an eye for the vintage. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's been kind of a common thread through your yeah through your work. Yeah. And when did you leave up north? When uh, we, we went to Alberta, graduated high school there, and then um, and then went to Vancouver. I went to BCIT. So I graduated ninety. So. Yeah, so it was mostly the the 90s in the Arctic as well in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you came to Vancouver, is that when you went into design and uh, and um, was it graphic design that you took? Yes. Yeah. yeah, at Capilano College in North Van. Oh, fun. Yeah. I just taught there yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I'm teaching, uh, I'm teaching their design students printmaking right now. Wow. And it's so fun. It's my second year and I get all the third year students. So they're totally focused, yeah. and they're so talented. It's unreal. Like, I just and it amazes me that um, like they must 
they must have designed a really good program because these kids are so focused. There's never a cell phone pulled out during, I teach from nine till three and they're like on it. Mm -hmm. They're, they're designing beautiful things and yeah, yeah, great well, school. And they had, I mean, they had great teachers when I was there. I mean, I remember the grad shows were always super impressive. They would have them downtown here. Um, but I mean, it's changed a lot. Like I was there in the nineties. We didn't even work on a computer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So that was all. He just chiseled out of stone. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like a big block of discs. Oh my god! <laughs> but it was a beautiful school to go to. Yeah. And I was uh, I was strong into uh, the, the student union office. I met one of my best friends there. Um, did protesting and did yeah. art for the protesting signs and and then also through there I got connected and was able to do a mural mm -hmm. at Lonsdale Key. I've done quite a few murals actually. Oh. And um, so, I mean, it was, a, it was a really good experience. Yeah. I left earlier than I wanted to, but I, I look back with a big smile. It's a good school. And the more I hear about it now, it's like, oh, I would love to yeah. be able to go now. Yeah. yeah. I'm always jealous when people tell me about their school experiences. I'm the nerd who still actually wants to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I get it. Yeah. So when you finish that, did you go straight into graphic design? What was your career path? So, yeah, I started, uh, I moved to, to Vancouver Island and started with some graphic design houses, advertising agencies, um, did that for a while, and then uh, decided I needed to take a break and um, went to San Miguel. Oh, I love yeah. San Miguel. Didn't speak as stitch in Spanish not that I'm like super yeah. well spoken in Spanish <laughs> we're gonna still. do the rest of the episode from now on in Spanish I so, think yeah. <laughs> okay no we won't I need another drink <laughs> yeah where is that girl <laughs> uh so you went to San Miguel tell me about mm. that oh, tell me so about someone that told me oh yeah you can go there and you don't need to know any Spanish which is totally a lie but that's okay <laughs> um I stayed at the uh youth hostel for a bit and then ended up getting uh, a roommate who's a yoga instructor and, uh, and then my dream was to, to do some art lessons and to go to art school. So I went to a, um, a school called La Escuela, and his name was Keith Keller. Unfortunately, I, I think he's passed since, but he was so colorful. He used to um, go into bars and paint, like do still lifes, but in bars with um, like all the colorful ladies and stuff, right? And uh, that was an amazing experience. I, I didn't have a lot of money, and so I traded with him. I said, you know, what can I do? Can I help at the school? And he said, well, how about we need a life drawing model? And, uh, you know, super conservative. Yeah, okay, okay. So at first I got, I was doing it with a little dress on and then the deal was he had to leave the room and, and I would be nude and it was like, okay, I can do this. And so I was able to stay painting and he taught me so much. He taught me tons about glazing. I did um, oil glazing over acrylic, and I did a mermaid there, which was still one of my favorite pieces. And um, like he was definitely by far one of my favorite teachers, and that he taught me so much. So I was actually thinking about it this morning, kind of making notes in my head uh, about when I was there and what his name was, because I knew his name was Keith, but I couldn't remember his name. And so I Googled it, and one of his old websites came up. And there's a picture of me. A picture of you or a like a... 
like a photo oh. of me in the life drawing class. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. And I'm like on the table and I, oh, it's no. really blurry, but I was like, I want that original photo so bad. Yeah. And his dog is underneath and I just oh. was like, all the memories just came flooding back. But I thought, oh, wow. thanks, yeah. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I went down to San Miguel, would have been about 2000, maybe 01. And just on a whim, my son had gone off to school on the island, close to you, Seanigan, and I was kind of at odds, like, what am I going to do with myself? And I rented a house on Quebrada Street for a month. Wow. And just went down, took my painting toys with me, and had no plan, like no plan. And within a couple of days, I ended up meeting this pack of artists, and we'd go to these, you know, grotty little studios in a rooftop or whatever, and life models, and, and we'd paint in the streets, and it was like just the best place oh. and the best group oh. to have stumbled into. At the end of the month, I, I, so I, I could have decided to just stay there, and I probably would have had a very happy life. It, that Absolutely. place is full of artists. It's full of creativity. It, it is a magic it little ocean. We yeah. would live there full time. Yeah, that's the one. And Total Santos, I think, is about the, it's the next best it is. thing to get that kind of feel, and yet you're on the on the water. So, And I used to say, it is, but San Miguel has more, like, I don't know what time of year you were there, but I was there for the Crazy Day Parade. Okay. Dias de las Locas. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Yeah, and like, there, there mind is blowing. a parade there every day, but I'm sure that yeah. has a major <laughs> Desfile is yeah. one of the first words you learn when you get but, there. But uh, Tota Santos, I guess, the last day of the dead was just fantastic. Yeah. Like the, the parade and the celebrations and everything, they're trying to really make that a destination. And uh, so I'm super excited about that sort of organically growing in our hometown, which yeah. is awesome. But yeah, it's such a great place to live in the winter time yeah. amazing people amazing food um, my daughter just flourishes she you know scuba dive not scuba dive snorkels and uh, works with the turtles and is just in the ocean all the time she's part mermaid yeah and um, just we, it's totally our happy place yeah he so painted and Marie painting and then you had one. What yeah. are, <laughs> all those people who watch The Secret and tell everybody to watch it, there it is in action. Yeah. I found a video of her the other day and she was saying, I jump over sharks, Mom, I jump over sharks. And and like two years ago, we swam with whale sharks. So it's like, whoa, <laughs> you do. That. You did it. Yeah, you can swim with whale sharks there. That was, it's an amazing place. Yeah. yeah. And are you spending half the year down there or what's your... Normally, we it's about three months, but this year we stayed almost five months. Um, my husband went back to work and then I stayed down. I found that difficult though because... I'm, I have the studio next door that um, my lovely neighbors let me use because they, they're not there. I just found it hard because I was working and homeschooling. She's, she homeschools there. And then with my husband gone, he's a chef. So. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> a, cook. he's a chef who's gone 28 days at a time. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. What? Coast Guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, he works for the Coast Guard. Yeah. That was, that was difficult, but it, I mean, it'll gradually get easier and easier. There's a wonderful school there for when she turns uh, in grade seven um, that will make it easier. So it'll all work out. Yeah, yeah. right in Toto Santos. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So for our listeners who are thinking, where are they even talking about? On the tip of the Baja, there's Los Cabos. There's Cabo San Lucas and San Jose del Cabo, which is where Ida Victoria's gallery is. And the historic art district. And the historic art district. Yeah. And I'm building a house there right now. So when you're you back are? down there, come on down oh, for a visit. Oh, we're definitely having margaritas bring, in another yeah, conversation yeah, then. Yeah, bring your sleepover gear. We'll record. <laughs> oh, and that's so, wonderful. I love that area. I was down there for a residency for two months this last year. We go down all the time anyways, but we found this hurricane house that we're completely gutting redoing it's almost done and it's yeah super fun i always think it speaks volumes because we meet so many people down there who have traveled the world such as yourself and and seen and been so many places and have decided that is where they're going to set up life shop right and i think it says a lot I mean, there's just so much for everybody. Yeah, there is. And for me, right from that that time in San Miguel, I was always thinking, I'm going to finish up whatever project I'm doing, and I'm going to move back to Mexico. And I did a couple times, six months at a time, doing work projects. And then when I met my husband, I... I was Mexico bound and he didn't love Mexico and we'd go all the time. I've got two brothers who live down there. We'd visit places and every place he was like, yeah, no. And then we got to Cabo about two years ago, Los Cabos, and he just went, this is it. So I was sold on the country and he, as soon as he saw, as soon as he saw Los Cabos with the golf and the restaurants and, uh, and uh, we have lots of friends down there who are, you know, everybody's kind of migrating down there. It's, it is a magical place and really Todos is. Santos totally different again and, yeah. and magical and in a different Pueblo way. it's literally Pueblo magical. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like San Miguel. Yeah. And it's, how far is it from Los Cabos to drive? But well, an now hour with the new toll highway, which is not even a toll anymore, uh, we can get from our house in Todos Santos, which we live uh, north of Todos Santos, up the um, Las Playitas road. Uh, and it's 45 minutes to San Jose. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. Before, you'd have to go through Cabo and crazy, and I, I never drove in Mexico. That was the nice thing. It's like, I don't have to drive, and I don't have to do laundry. It's like, I'm in heaven. <laughs> but uh, since then, I've had to drive. So. Yeah. And how about the laundry? Still no? <laughs> still thinking still to the lavender. I'm like, sticking to that. Right on. Yeah. There are a lot of advantages to life down there, for sure. <laughs> Yay. So yeah, so lots of artists, lots of galleries in Todos Santos as well. If you come into San Jose, it's full of galleries, full of artists. I think it's it's one of the best art centers in Mexico now. Yeah. And and to expose yourself too, uh, for the art district, like the sculpture. I mean, where we live, it's not a big art form. I mean, there's some beautiful sculpture on the island in Vancouver, don't get me wrong, but down there, I mean, it's it's part of how you design your house is to include that art form too and so I'm really getting exposed to different art that I haven't been to before yeah it's wonderful nice I don't know if you have listened to it but one of the early episodes of the podcast was with Frank Arnold yes who's building a sculpture garden down there too and it, it's so uh, it's a necessity there people absolutely incorporate sculpture into their life their oh, world their architecture beautiful. and yeah yeah. His gallery is gorgeous. His gallery is gorgeous. You've got your work there. You've got your commissions here. You've got lots of stuff going on. Where do you see your art going next? Um, I'm learning more and more about the whole residual income. That's why I've developed this whole Titi Nueva line. I don't want to go too crazy with it, too, like put, slapping my images on everything. I'm, I'm quite specific sourcing out products and 
and, and what I'm going to be putting out there in that avenue. And then I would just like to see that ratio of being in my studio and creating what I want to create gradually taking over my commercial art which I still love and I still need it but it's that's it's time for me now in that next stage of my life I've been really blessed with amazing clients and they're really understanding and supportive of my fine art as well they know I go down to Mexico it's wonderful but yeah of course I just I want that percentage to just keep getting bigger yeah and have a whole bunch of plates spinning Mm-hmm. In a really big studio. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream. If you build it, I, I will know, come. I know, and I love this because I, I believe in positive uh, manifestation, and I'm saying I'm saying it now. It's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to watching it. Like, you, you are absolutely barreling your way there. You've created that motion, and you've created that reality in your life and it's going to be fun to watch that graph tip all the way up so yeah and we'll talk about it over margaritas at your house we will we will for sure i look forward to it okay so the show is called two artists walk into a bar do you have either a punchline for me or a joke i have both oh yay okay (laughs) so uh two artists walk into a bar one dies the coroner reports the artist died from too many strokes. <laughs> so, and the other joke I have, which I love, I have a 10-year-old. She's obsessed with Star Wars. Okay, so knock, knock. Who's there? Art. R2-D2. Art. Art <laughs> we, we'd like to dedicate this joke to all the 10-year-olds out there. Especially to Marley. I love you so much. Especially you, Marley. <laughs> Come to my house with your mom. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much for taking thank the time you. to do this. This was really fun and it I look forward fun. to yeah, I look forward to seeing more of your work and getting to know you more. I just see great things in your future. And I just I just want to say that I am so inspired and I'm loving your podcasts. Oh, like thanks. I've been listening to them and yeah, inspiration. A lot of what has been said has resonated or inspired me and I think I just love your idea. I'm just oh, loving it. Thanks. Yeah. That's very nice to hear. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Take care. You've been listening to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. For full show notes and all the links, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you liked the episode, remember to subscribe, sign up for updates, and leave us a review. And if you loved the episode, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com and buy us our next round. Cheers. <laughs>